Hi guys, welcome back to Coffee Morning Laughter with Shakira Shila. We're back with another week of Black History. Yeah, it's still Black History Month. And this week we've got something different for you. We haven't got an author, but we've got a jack of all trades, I guess, in this area. And I'm going to go over to Michelle so she can introduce our special guest for this week. Yeah, so hi guys. Um, this week we actually have, I want to say international. Can we say international? Because you're not yeah. London-based. Yeah, so I'm going to throw out international. We have um, Peter, who is a director, um, the owner, the, the creator of a space called Kids Simply, which is an organisation that designs products which are sustainable and inclusive um, and just for easy to use um, family belongings, can I say? I think, it's best, I, think, I think it's best if Peter just tells us a little bit about himself. Say, yeah. Because, I mean, Michelle, don't ever do an introduction for me at my wedding. <laughs> There's only one MC here and it's, it's, it's clearly not me. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, welcome to Coffee Morning Laughter and um, thank you so much for joining us in this month of Black History. I'm sure if you have seen what's been put out in the last weeks, but we've had three different authors that have spoken about um, their books empowering the Black community. And what we've really um, dwelled on, or the message we've tried to bring across is that Black people are in many spaces that um, can, so that they can inspire. Yeah. I think the first one was um, Michelle, and she wrote a book about mental health and well-being and breaking the mold. The second one was Toyin. Toyin's book was a Wonderfully Me, that was a, ch a child's book and it's a child of color um just affirmations which is something that your company um kids simply also has a hand in in terms of affirmation for young for young children and our last week's guest was um christiana again hers was told me out here michelle hers was about um overcoming her it was a tea with the queen a tea party it with the queen yeah, Tea Party of the Queen, and it was more about overcoming her own challenges and um, what other children might face that are younger. So this week we arrive in Germany where you are. Yeah. Tell us about Kids Simply. I know you do a range of things. And the reason why we actually wanted you or needed you on this podcast, because you're a keen reader to your daughter. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. So... Where did Thank that come from? Me, where, where, where did that come from? Was your childhood filled with reading and you know? No, it's actually a complete three sixty. Thank you for having me. I've been following you guys for a while. Thank Fantastic you for what you're doing. You're creating a platform that's a game changer. So you know, it's a pleasure to be here. I've actually so I've been in Berlin, Germany for I'd say about five years now. I've lived in the UK for way over 25 years and I got bored of it. <laughs> um, with There's a lot not of much to do in Canning Town. <laughs> but I decided I made the wrong decision and uh, put the pin on Germany. <laughs> no. Um, so, yes, um, my wife and I and my then three-year-old daughter moved over to, the, to Germany where we were relocated in Berlin. We've had the turmoil ups and downs as everyone has with covid and we during covid set up an online store called kids simply and this came as a result of me sorry you're gonna no uh, i was gonna actually just look because i made some notes <laughs> and this came so kids simply the the kids simply the online shot store that we came up with came as a concept of many factors so within covid wearing everybody was in lockdown stuck we witnessed some horrendous stuff so the first scene was the george floyd reactions yeah. were differently taken and our one was that we are living in a country where we are the minority and it's obvious and we're raising a child who is of color and more importantly not just a child we're raising a daughter so as well as being a, a a girl of color she's got so many challenges as we've seen the me too movements we've seen the george floyd mm. it kind of opened up many questions where do we want to what part do we want to play in her life mm -hmm. and in that aspect we we're thinking what can we do different um 
it was a reset button so we thought okay let's think about creating this online platform where we can have something that promotes empowers and celebrates being uniquely different i'm not going to say black because there's many variations of color so being uniquely different i like and that I, I like that terminology i think michelle this is something you need to put in your vocabulary yeah yeah i feel like michelle the lily case of this world uh, i mean i can start using this word as well to describe uniquely different I like it I like it and, and like you said Peter you're right it is about being inclusive you know because I recognize that as a black woman you know I've got Asian friends they have difficulties they're not my difficulties as a black woman but they're still difficulties and and you know they're not black so um as a person of color it's, it's good to you know like I said recognize our differences you know we have similarities and differences yeah and more importantly it's important to celebrate them rather than show them to people that these are challenges because i think the angle that we were looking about is let's celebrate being different you know my daughter has the, the biggest afro when 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 the hair's washed and i don't want it to get to the stage when she's old enough and people say i don't like your you know i don't like your hair she cuts it off so i wanted i wanted to celebrate everything about the detail of being that person of color um, and celebrating was the aspect we came about but, but an addition to it was that the market of inclusivity is saturated there's a lot of people that are doing some very transformative and empowering things so we had to think more more than that hence the term kids simply the other aspect was around sustainability that what you buy shouldn't cost the earth that was our slogan quote so in that aspect of it in every product that we source that's not a, a book or so on it's um for family so it could be for example your makeup removers that you can rewash and reuse again your drinking bottles that are made from buy sugar that cane or indeed so i am so here for this sustainability seriously because Chilla mocked me when I tried to talk to her about. I didn't no mock you. Yes. Did mock me. I was no. going to the WhatsApp. I I I, I said to Shell. What, what, I said to you. Say? I said to you, go and do some more research about it, Greta, and come back so we can discuss it. Those are the words she, she called me Greta. She called me Greta Thunberg <laughs> and told me to sit down. Basically, that's um, what she told me. But, but Peter, I want to come back to exactly because obviously you know. I'm very aware that growing, we all grew up in London, yeah, and we all we're all similar ages here, so we could possibly say we might have faced the same challenges as we did maybe uh, when we were younger. I can't really remember Black History Month. Sorry, question: Does Germany have a Black History Month, or is it? It hasn't yet been fully acknowledged in a way that you would say it is in the states and in the UK um they you know us people of color obviously know of it and we try to do as much to promote it for the actions that we do but it's not as celebratory as you have over there is it the here. same is it does it run alongside our calendar is it the, is it in october or is it not even it's on the october, calendar but in a sense of it being recognized at the scale that you've got in the us and the uk it's it something that no it is some work what what, um, what part of um africa are you from for me uganda yeah. uganda okay you want to share this cousins okay okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> big family there's a brother he's actually a brother do you know what i've known what peter since i've known peter since we were like four since we were like four yeah. oh really yeah do you know what um there's a very personal story i have with sheila and you know every time she asks for something she's actually the only person i give this time in the evening trust me um i'm a know. lucky kid i keep saying yeah we can go the whole story but there's a very close connection we have and um her I'm brother a very lucky kid. And I'm a very kinda, lucky kid. he's very transformative he's his situation that happened to him and his lifestyle that he lived impacted me in a very good way um I could have ended up like everybody who's in East London, you know, 
in gangs or whatever but i think what he created in that period he was there yeah saved me from going uh, astray yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so um you said something about which is important to say we all go through the same struggles but differently and there, there's another question you asked about why did i choose to read to my daughter yeah. and there's the pattern of all the people that you've had there that kind of is an issue within the black community we don't talk about the challenges around mental health um you know around education empowerment and the key one that most of us have to deal with is absentee fathers okay. and the impact it has on us, the traumatic impact that it has on us fathers who are trying to be a better role model um, to learn where our mistakes are and what we can do differently. So for me, reading to my daughter is making me an active dad um, in the sense that I'm present in her life. So that evening spent reading to her is being present, being able to share a moment where you and me and her can just use our imagination, play with it. But I'm playing because one of the things that I did here in Germany is I was fortunate enough to join four other fathers after George Floyd to create what was known as Black Dads Germany. And the concept, concept around it was getting rid of the narrative about black fathers because if anybody types in google black fathers all you see is absentee fathers prison so on wow. and so on negative connotation and you know you speak to somebody else they say oh, that that guy's not going to be there that long he's going to go away and to some point they do have a point because yeah. i've grown up a father and his the relationship i've had with him hasn't been great mm. but it's definitely opened my mind to understand how to be a father. Being a parent overall isn't the easiest thing. It challenges you nonstop. Um, and for somebody who hasn't had a role model to look up to and say, Dad, what do I do in this scenario? You can see the traits of where some fathers just give up when it gets hard, when the child says, I prefer mum over you. <laughs> yeah, oh, because you know oh. what? Because it's normally the mum, you know, I'm being quite judgmental here or like stereotypical this. It's normally the mum that will do the reading or do all these routines at home. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know what it's like. I, I know, Michelle, you're married to somebody who's what? Should we say unique? He's white, Sheila. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> this is why I want to punch her sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, married, you're married to, you know, a white man. And I, I don't know if there's different, because men are men, you know, we're all human, yeah. And I hate to use, I hate to um, place a distinction between us because of our colours. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be just because, you know, a person is white or Asian or brown or black or whatever the color you might choose that they do this better or they do this more do you know what i mean from what you've said to said there peter the fact that you're going on to google and you know you're typing in the search of black dads and that's what's coming up that that is horrible and i mean to hear that in black history months come on black dads let's make history here yeah, and change well, something here there's, there's so many, like, I'm, it's so great to hear you say about um, Black Dads Germany. There's an organisation in England, Dope Black Dads, and I don't know if you've heard of them, Peter. They're doing so, really great. Yeah, They're doing amazing. I don't know why I follow them, because I'm not a dope black day, but I just love the work that they're doing, number yeah. one. And number two, what you said about reading to your daughter, about you just being present, it's not even just that. The amount of learning that you are, um, that, that you're doing with her, is absolutely amazing. I actually sent it to my best friend and I've asked her for the piece. Literally about a week or two ago, it came up, I read somewhere, um, it said, a child who is read to every day from like say birth, near enough every day from birth to five years old, they have more words in their, they have up to 20,000 more words in their vocabulary than a child who is not continuously read to. That's interesting. And I, I can see that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's now definitely six. true. Because mm. the imagination is made through um, reading, through going through different Blame. stories. Now, what I was going to ask Peter was what kind of books do you read to your daughter? It varies. It varies. It can be. What's, from what's your her favorite book? What's her favorite book? 
it's, it's anything that's got unicorns and fairies in it that will hit the lot. Actually, no. Her new her new favorite book is we've got a book called What, Why, and How. So it's like uh, testing her mind, and like, she always picks it and picks me to read it. So in a sense, it can ask um, what's bigger, the sun or the moon, and it gives you reasons why. But it's a closed capsule, so you have to remember the question, remember the answer. And then I open it, gives the answer, and then she, you know, hates herself if she's got it wrong. Mm-hmm. But it, like, you're very right, Michelle, in the sense that she is really, that's a time where we're not pushing her. It's it's a comfortable environment. She's actually enjoying learning and reading. She'll look at the word and she'll try and say it herself. Sometimes she's trying to long out the, the sleep process. Yeah, like, <laughs> as they you know, do. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know. Are you serious? You're picking the longest word to try and guess. <laughs> I think that's but, really good. Yeah. That's, re- that's really, really good. I think what, what I've been um, trying to, what we try to do is, especially we've spoken about it for the last three weeks, is really having, you know, this is Black History Month and I keep saying Black. I know we're saying we've used different words um, uniquely, but I, I want to continue seeing ourselves in spaces. I mean, you mentioned something about, you know, black faces and white spaces. Um, a lot of times when we were growing up, the authors that we had to reflect on or didn't reflect us, the authors that we were looking at in school didn't reflect who we were. Um, we've made several jokes on this podcast about Biff, Kipper and Chip. They didn't look like us, yeah. I was never allowed to have a dog when I was a child. So I didn't have a Kipper in my house. Do you know what I mean? So what we're seeing more now of... Um, is a lot of black um, authors that are coming up or even authors that are married to, you know, black black men, black women, representing that side of their child and um, putting that out in the space and in the atmosphere. So when that child walks into school or is around other people, they're seeing themselves on that bookshelf as opposed to it just being, um, you know, a white counterpart or, you know, somebody, somebody that doesn't look like them. And yeah. what we've been driving at and promoting this month was to have books that represent the all the different shades that we are. Do you know what I mean? I have that book. I have um, Love Your Body. So there's there's a there's a illustrator who I'm sure you've heard of, Vishanti Harrison, American yeah. illustrator. She's a yeah. Black American um, illustrator. Her books are incredible they portray the different shades of black and white and so on so Mm. she's got a series a boy like you a girl like you love your body and it's about understanding the different shapes the different colors the different complexions the deformities of humanity um and she's a black person definitely transforming the aspect of authors and so on because she's capturing colors of different shades of us and Mm -hmm. one of the big problems we have here in germany for the black community is colorism okay this is something in the uk we take for granted oh my friend is you know can we say mixed race my friend is mixed race can we say mixed race we can say mixed race so my friend is mixed race my friend is this here is a big issue still colorism is a big issue and in that aspect you have somebody uh, for example they're known as afro-germans so you have afro-germans who have grown here with a, uh, a white mum or dad and a black and a black afro-gems afro-germans so oh, sorry. i thought you meant like gems like j-e-m-s no. i was gonna so say historically and don't quote me on this so historically some other members of the community they parents let's say a white woman white woman may have married a black person and at that time the black man would have been deported because that was seen as a taboo and there's a a really nice story of one of the a good friend of mine who just reunited with his father after say about 30 years or so because his father lived in africa and his mum I can't really say story on here if it's going to be going. It's such a powerful story in a sense of what's happened that he educated me about the challenges of colorism because for me, I was like, How is that going to fit in? You know, you're you're black no matter what, (laughs) you know, no matter what shades of color you are. Um, 
I've never heard of that terminology, Afro-German, but I've heard of um, Afro-American, African-American. That's what I normally hear, but I've never heard of the Afro-German. I don't think we have anything called Afro-British or Afro-English. Oh no, we have we have we have Black British, but that's yeah, not that's the one that you have. Negative. It's not necessarily yeah. a negative. Term, yeah, it's yeah. not a negative connotation. I don't think I have a problem with my nieces being, you know, called Black British. Do you know mm. what I mean? But would I have a problem with them being called Afro-something? Possibly. I think that the. The way it turned around was that they wanted to keep an identity of their motherland. I, I'm wrong. I might they be wrong. Chose, they chose it. It wasn't yeah. like it was a negative connotation. Actually, it was something where they were able to claim and self-identify. Um, exactly. You know. And Afro-Germans, these are people of color that have a connection to their roots. Um, and it's something that I've learned. I mean, for us, we it gets shaded over in the UK. We are black British. We are British. And for me, I, you know, when I lived in the UK, I was so ingrained in that aspect. I'm British. I'm British. Yeah. And when I came here, I was like, no, no, I'm not British. Yeah. <laughs> I am African descent. I'm Ugandan. Yeah. Basically raised in Britain, but I'm not British. Yeah. But the, the generation that's grown there, we kind of forget Americans more so, but we forget our identity. And we, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things I've been discovering since I've been here. Yesterday, I went to see the Woman King. And yeah. I was like, oh, Michelle man. hasn't watched it yet. Don't spoil it for her. Oh, well, I was, you know what? I was, it was just looking at the, just the, the sense of Africa as a whole and looking at these powerful women who just showed what we're all about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to ruin it for you. A question mark about that, but we'll save that for another journey. So on that point, yeah, because obviously this, this whole, this whole thing and this where we are, is really what I'm hearing throughout this podcast is what you're setting up, especially with your shop, your e-commerce shop, and a lot of the things that you're doing, and even maybe some of the um, authors that we've had that have pulled in this 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 um, Black History Month for us. It's really about educating the next generation to do better or do more or be in spaces where we hadn't been seen before. The reason why I bring that up right now, because I know Michelle hasn't seen The Woman King, yeah, The Woman King, but that tells a story that would have been lost in history. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I don't know how it's, it's say this based on a true story. I really enjoyed the film myself personally. I know people have conflicting views with accents in the film or the story that's being told. However, if something like that was accessible for young, you know, I'm going to say young black females or young, you know, people of color or whatever you might be. Wouldn't that just give you an upper hand and say, wow, you know, my people did something. In that same space, when I'm looking at all says that are coming up and representing an area of people or a catalogue of people that haven't been well represented, are we not going the right way? The thing that you put that I really like is there's two connotations that you could add on. So you said educating is a key one, mm. but the other most important one at this stage of development for young black men and black women or girls, whatever way we want to pick it, is we are empowering. We are empowering our children mm. of the future because whereas we want acceptance, I mean, we all can say we would, we lived in an area where we felt too dark we were too black to be liked by a certain group. Mm. Our hair was too curd. It's about educating and empowering them. Um, in the concept of empowerment, making them believe that nothing is impossible. Yeah. And you know really- what, yeah? That, that, what you've just said there, I feel like it kind of like flows into last week's one and the previous week's one. Interestingly enough, we've had a lot of writers come on about children's books now i'm gonna obviously michelle's got kids and she tends to you read your kids michelle every single night like literally (laughs) without fail like one of my kids that the four-year-old i can do minimum two books the one-year-old at the moment literally on my life it's like minimum five books before he falls asleep but it's like sometimes it's like one or two of the same books every night until i hide them obviously we go to the library like once a month so we switch it up 
Like, yeah, yeah, I read to my kids every single night. Other than myself or my husband, but um, one of us definitely reads, yeah. That's, that's um, really... But no, I'm, I'm loving all of this because in terms of like what you just said, Shields, in terms of letting the children know for the future, I specifically remember yeah. my husband, who's white, going out and finding books. I've got an older daughter from a previous relationship who is um, fully black, but um, my husband's in social care, but it was actually him when she was maybe about three, four, that got some books from his workplace. Um, and it was like a hundred influential um, black women around the world. And I thought the book was amazing, but like what we said several times on the previous episodes, a lot of the women were American. So like Oprah Winfrey was there. There were people that 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 did important things that just maybe made the telephone or whatever it was. There were great inventors, um, people that went into space, all sorts, but none of them actually reflect, reflected what my daughter was as a black African British female, you mm. know? So um, I'm loving the fact that I'm seeing all of these um, new books that are up and coming. I'm not having to search for my mixed race boys. I'm not searching too hard. I live in a predominantly white area. But our mm. local library has tons of books, um, really white, great. Asian, mixed race, which is great. Okay. Actually, Michelle, you said a point that is important to talk about. It's about um, reflective identity in terms of the books that we have. So you're right that most of the people that we celebrate are of American background. Mm. Very few young youths that live in the UK would know that a Nigerian man actually owns Gatwick Airport. Yes. In that aspect. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. We oh, didn't shit. talk about that. So, That's why there's always delay there. Okay, I understand. One of the most famous heart transplants is from Africa somewhere that's based in the UK. These things are not celebrated. I mean, we, we're still in this pop culture and entertainment culture where we celebrate those of the American background, but there are so many role models on this side of the pond that we don't talk about within the books. Yeah. And I hope that will be the next step forward because we, there is always this divide. Yeah, we can celebrate. How many times can we celebrate this person? But how about who's closer? who's more relatable to what we're going through. Um, my parents are African. Can you give me somebody that's this? Uh, cultural identity, celebrating yeah. culture. That's something that we need to also highlight as well. And some of the books that do have, do educate kids around culture um, in terms of, I've got a book about chicken in a chicken in a, in a kitchen, chicken in a kitchen. It yeah. celebrates about Nigerian yam festival. Oh, wow. I'm a Nigerian. I'm Ugandan, but I'm learning something I didn't know about Uganda. And I've got some Ugandan books that celebrate, you know, subtle words, Jaja. All these yeah. words that you can subtly teach. Mum, grandma? Grandma. Grandma, Jaja. exactly. Uh, I know that exactly. for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> subtle ways to get my daughter to understand my cultural identity. Um, and my wife does the same because my wife is from Thailand. Well, her origin is Thai. So we we are we are raising a biracial child, such as yourself, Michelle. And in that aspect of raising a biracial child, we want them to incorporate both their identities and what we're bringing up, um, and embrace them. And that's the challenge. The, these are challenges that have been there before, where they have embraced one more than the other. Mm. Um, but there should be something they could embrace and feel accepted of. You know, yeah. my dad is white, my mom is black. I love it because it yeah. makes me who I am. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, do you, so have, you, have you got any books that you're actually any books that represent? Can you show us something that you have? I think do, you had, you had mentioned a book that caught our attention. There was a book, but then Michelle made me think. No, let me give <laughs> let me give another book. So let me give you another book that's more connected to what we have. Um, <laughs> Oh, Michelle, you ruined it. Is it because you talked I about... I didn't ruin it. I've, I've enhanced. No, Michelle, she had a very valid point. Is it because you talked about the part of them being American? Do you know what? The one we can talk about that we all know is connected to our culture. She's, should we call her American now? No. Suve. Who? So, Suve by Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. Oh, yes. Hey, wow. Yay. Oh, so, wow. We've got to get a picture this... of that properly so that we have that. Oh, wow. Exactly. This book is one of my favorite reads to my daughter. Why? Because 
I had to explain subtly to my daughter the experiences I went through growing up and how to embrace when these challenges come to her, how to accept who she is. So the story is of two sisters. One is darker and one is light. One is the sun. Sorry, one is day, one is night. Yeah. The one that is dark isn't accepted. Doesn't have the friends that the other one has. Mm. All these aspects that we grew up in. Oh, my friends are a little bit lighter. They're getting more friends. And it was a, a way for me to share my past with my daughter and also to teach her that you've got to love who you are, yeah. no matter what people say, if you have a different size nose. So Suve is a very, very good, good book. Do you know what? Um, We're going to actually ask for a picture of that. So I've never heard of that book before. Oh, it's in the, in the Black uh, uh, Black Panther Queen. She wrote that book. Yeah, Michelle, but from, have you ever heard of it, Michelle? You know, sometimes Peter, Michelle. I like promise you, on my life, I've heard of it. I have. Um, I've not read it, and yeah. that's more so because I've got boys, so th that okay. is not appropriate for lives. So I've, I've definitely heard of it. I promise you, I've heard of it. I've never heard um, of it. Maybe it became big after Black Panther. It became like that's when it kind of popped, and and I don't know when it was written anyway, but I know that it got a lot of attention. She she grew. Nipita grew from from that role. So, um, yeah, I've definitely heard of it and I've heard what it's about. I just haven't read it because it's not relevant. It's it's a bit too young for lives and my boys are boys. <laughs> so, um, I think it's it's, a, it's actually a good book to take along. But um, so this is what you read actually, to it's good for all ages, Michelle, like take away the reading, look at the pictures and, you know, the front picture in itself for a young two year old, you've got a baby trying to reach out to the stars. Mm. So, you definitely have a lot of pictures in there and we all know she's of east african background lupita nyongo yeah. so yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot more the pictures that they're taking in they seem bright and dark and they're I, trying to understand what do they mean i feel um, like um when i talk to people now or when i have conversations with um because obviously we speak to a lot of people in terms of the work that we do and sometimes you're always trying to find something that will help the person you're working with and having this um knowledge of there's books out there that can actually be used to explain to even children in classes what the differences are between us and these differences are not negative actually they're all beautiful in their own way i think having this month and having i need to get the address to your e-commerce place babe because this kids kids simply is a place that people need to visit I'm going to give you an example of what you just said in terms of educating kids in, in schools. Um, a while, a year ago, my daughter came home and said to her mum, somebody in my school said, this, um, they don't like the color of my skin, it's ugly. This is just a translated version. Yeah. And a few days later, it took a while for my wife to tell me because it definitely would have, it was something very raw. And Unfortunately, my daughter told me on the drive to to keep to nursery, we call it Kita here. And she told me, and as I got there, I saw the dad of the child. And my first reaction was speak to the dad. So I said to him, look, I don't speak German, but you're going to have to understand what I'm saying. Your child said this. Mm. And his reaction, some people could see it as good. Some people could see it as too much. He went into the nursery and pulled his daughter out and put her in front of us mm. and was putting us the focus of what did you say? Now, this was to me, not something I wanted because I think you then create a scenario that may destroy relationships. Kids know, they don't know this stuff so much, but the teacher mm. was passing by and put us aside and said, what's going on? Explained it. The dad left and the teacher spoke to me and was like, yeah, but you know, she probably picked this up in the streets or something. And for me, I was like, no, no, in the streets, you pick up other words. You don't pick these kind of things up in the streets. Yeah, yeah. However, without going into too much detail, the way they dealt with it was great. They mm. were, they wanted to learn, but they didn't know how best to adapt and deal with a situation like this because mm -hmm. These situations happen, but you never hope it happens to you because you don't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So we went in, we, I came back, me and my wife had a long chat and we went in and we brought some books to read. 
there's a, a, a white author actually in the UK. She's American, but mm. she's married to she's American German, but she's married to a Jamaican, and yes. she wrote this amazing book called Happy Within, yeah. and it's two languages. And we bought that book, and we bought some other books, and we bought these skin color uh, pencils that we sell because we don't believe in the normal conventional color pencils. Every mm. child should be able to pick up a a pencil that resembles their skin color and use that so we had it and we brought that in and rather than talk about anything related to color we just celebrated being uniquely different and we made them do some paintings and we used it on our posters where we put they they put their hands in front of the skin color pencil and we made it into a circle and we used it as a front thing a few weeks later the teachers were like that's the only colors that they pick when they come to do some coloring there was when we didn't want to make it about this happen. We just said, let's read a celebratory book, get them to mm. do some coloring, the normal things that kids mm. should be living. Um, it's true, kids shouldn't be learning these things about separation or differences in colors. However, they should be accepting of each other's beauties, irregardless mm. of what they're taught away from that environment. So that's what we wanted to continue. And I think that's the overall goal that we keeps us going the good and the bad days that the future shouldn't see you know a barrier to who you are it, it should be okay if i'm a girl i can run fast faster than you just it doesn't matter if you're a boy and you got big ups or whatever i'm i'm the same strength as you equality it's so difficult because you know, I did something very similar. I've had a few incidents where my daughter was like, oh, I want straight hair, I want long blonde hair, I want blue eyes or this or that when she was a lot younger. You know, and I had to go into the nursery. In the primary school, I did a talk with one of the mums um, to the year just to celebrate back history. Um, we talked about Stormzy. I even talked about your your, your beautiful bae, um, Shilla. You know, everybody got a mention because I wanted people to someone that they can relate to, you know, that they see. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting about the way the dad reacted to, um, to the stuff. comment that child had made. And I remember, um, I must, I, I don't normally post out of emotion. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a George Floyd. And I think I wrote on my Facebook, <laughs> to all my friends, how are you actively racist? How are you actively raising anti-racist children? Yes, that was the George Floyd. I think I put that up. Yeah. I don't think it went down too well because I think people felt a bit attacked. But for me, I had to be like, listen, um, it's not down on black people, but it shouldn't be down on black people to teach people how to be, to accept us. To be honest with you, that's such an interesting point you made. I had a podcast about that. Somebody asked me the question, is it our responsibility to change the narrative and teach people or is, is it not? There's two parts of this, yes and no. Um, mm. the, there is those that are, have been close-minded to what's been happening. And we can say through no choice of their own or through a choice where they just refuse to see it. And we could say we have some friends that are like that. There's the subtle ignorance of what's going on or oh, i didn't know you guys are going going through this oh there's no racism whatever however in order for change to happen we also have to make a move forward to self-educate through our experiences um through the challenges we've gone through through portraying the uniquenesses that we have um we can't always expect change to come about by people self-educating themselves and doing that that's what it came down to yeah yeah, yeah. that's true we have to we have to do two parts of this um i like to call the coin our allies those who are willing hey to... that's what Sheila's learned Sheila <laughs> learned that i taught <laughs> Sheila that yeah. the allies are always going to want to learn more and in yeah. their progress learning they may say things that they're afraid of saying here in germany people are very direct but mm. i like directness because then you know where you stand words, I know where I'm standing, but they can. They ask me questions. So what do I call? What do I call a black person? Is black even bad? It, it's, it's 
ignorance. Yeah. But I I'm not even, do you know what it is? I don't even say that's ignorance because didn't one of you ask, is mixed race okay? Yeah, I what? asked, yeah. I asked as well. And I don't think that's so, why is it ignorance if a white person were to ask, oh, is, as long as it's not like, you're not asking me about the N-word, because everybody should know the N-word is not okay. But, you know, um, I, I didn't know until I was in my early teens, there's a word half cast. Yeah. That's that's not used anymore. Whereas when I was growing up, half cast was just what we called our mixed race friends. Um, yeah. And I didn't know it had a negative connotation. I just didn't know. It wasn't until it, my mid twenties, someone said, oh no, we don't use that anymore. And I thought, yeah. oh, okay, that's fine. And I've stopped using it. It's the political agenda behind words that people choose to say. So for example, the reason I say is mixed race okay, is in the UK, the political platform always changes in the sense of what's right and what's wrong. And the mm. current um, debate going around now is the pronouns and people are not understanding That's, more what the- Shilla, 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 start off your camera for this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we, it's- uh, This is actually, say, this this pronouns thing here, just letting people know, we're gonna discuss it on Coffee, Wall and Laughter because I have a lot to say about this subject. <laughs> but no, the pronouns is something for us, we accept. Um, we have books that are around accepting um, different type of genders or people's aspects of it. Because if you talk about inclusivity, you can't just say inclusivity is a close gap. What is inclusivity? Because if you're saying you're inclusive, yeah, inclusive you have to be. All aspect, disability, race, yeah. everything. It's not just about color. Um, so for us, I we- I don't we, like it when people compare struggles. I'm inclusive, but yeah. don't compare our struggle to your struggle. I think that struggle that's- Struggle is our always, struggle, your struggle is your struggle. That's always the same thing. It's in a sense, if we've all had loss and when somebody says, oh, I know how it's like, but however the concept is, let's start somewhere. So you think, you know, it's like, this is what I've been through. Can you tell me if yours is similar? When you talked about the George Floyd thing, there was a lot of, um, negative energy going on in the UK when the statues were being taken down and mm. people that I thought were friends were saying things that I was very shocked about and thinking okay so you think you came and saved us from the West Indies or Africa by bringing us here well actually that the story is the other way around we came to build the country after the war yeah. West and so on and my response on social media at the time was I didn't say anything at the point because I think sometimes words get missed. Skewed and somebody can't see you, they can make more hate on that. All I did was give an experience. Mm. You know, Sheila can say how it is embarking in Essex and so on. There's been places I've been in those areas and somebody's come at me with a trainer and say, is that your brother, that piece of shit on that trainer? Do you get what I mean? Excuse wow. my language. But wow. it, experiences make people realize actually oh i didn't know that to the point that okay is it right that you can go to a foreign country and see on a park no dogs no ends no this i'm not going to say the full connotations of it yeah yeah but you get what i mean and this is only five ten years ago so that's you're right michelle people can't do comparisons but we can talk about our experiences and say your situation well this is what i go through yeah. Um, you tell me if there's something that's similar to that, that I can't get a job even though I'm overqualified because of the way I look. Has that happened to, to come you? back to this one. Sharing. We need to come back to this one. We need to come back to this one. I'm hearing a lot of points being made, and you know, I like. I feel like I'm on question time right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can <laughs> I don't see even, Michelle's got a hundred. I don't even feel like I'm on CML anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'm on question time, and I need to kind of like manage this conversation because i can see michelle's head is there popping that brain's about to fall out like I've, i have a lot to say just when it gets there just bring it down yeah, yeah. We, we need to close off the podcast but do you know what there's a lot of conversations that are happening right now within this podcast and i think our listeners this week are going to have a lot of food for thought because we're kind of like been through a journey of how do we educate our kids and what are we doing for our generation so that they're inspired by the material that is being put out there now you know peter kindly joined the podcast 
to let us know that he's got a space and a place where different books and different um, objects can be picked up for unique differences. People with unique differences, yeah? You can find yourself, I think everybody can find themselves within kids, simply. There's something there that represents something you. for everybody. Oh, I like that line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like that line, yeah? That's all right. I'll give it to you. We can coin it together. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like, if you've been listening to anything that's been spoken about within, you know, this podcast, check out the, um, check out Kids Simply, because I think there'll be things for you there. And if you have children around you that you're trying to inspire, log on. There's a lot of books that he didn't talk about, but what we will do is over the week, we would um, share, we will share these books so that you can link on, buy them, and there's actually um, toys as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, play objects, dolls. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know what I loved? Yeah, what I really, 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 really loved was the um, colours that all shades of colours because the that's yeah, the colouring pencils, because that's such a nice way to educate children about themselves and people around them and the world around them as well. Because, do you know what, yeah? I'm not that shade of brown or that black that's in that crayon that I used to play with at school. Because, well and truly, this is not my colour. You're, you're right. You know, two things I'm going to leave you ladies with. I asked my daughter the other day is, how do you define black? And this is what she hears and sees. Black mm. is this, black is that. And I said, when you look at me, what do you see? And she said, you're brown, daddy. You're brown like me. Mm. And kids, for them, when you try to tell them you're black, they're like, no, no. Like, you just lifted that. This is black for them. This is black. And they kind of thinking to myself, no, but you're brown. So yeah. why are they calling you black? Or whatever. And... That's a very key point that we need to rem remind ourselves with. You know, we were given this term, you're black. Mm. And that's what you are. And you all fall under this umbrella. You're black. Mm. But there's different shades of us. Yeah. My son refers to himself as golden. He's mixed face. He says, I'm like, oh, like, what color are you? What color is mommy? Daddy's white. Mommy's, no, daddy's peach. <laughs> and I think he's white because he's pale. Um, <laughs> mommy's brown and he's golden as a mixed race yeah. child. Um, yeah, and for now he's nice. four years old. I'm not even trying to change that. For now yeah. I'm like- you, you, I don't think they, you need to change that. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need to change that. You know what? The world will ruin the kids for use, but <laughs> <laughs> for as long as we can keep the innocence of our kids, yeah? Let's keep it for as long as we can. And let's actually um, em let them be embraced in this like um, awesomeness of who they are. Because mm -hmm. when they get out to this real world, it's going to be teaching them different things, but let the foundation be set. Yeah. Um, we have to. One end. last thing. One last yeah. thing. We've got even less than 10 minutes on this one. One last thing. It's really two, question time. Yeah. You two are creating a time capsule that's going to be a game changer. So when people do look at role models, you are already creating the changing platform by discussing sometimes difficult topics, sometimes topics we need to learn. So the role models that kids should look at should be you sitting here, giving wow. up your time, you know. So away from books and away from knowledge, we our role models are the people that are making the change now and you two have to be appreciated for that. So when your community does look at this, they have to remind themselves that these are people who are dedicating time out of their, their life to have uncomfortable discussions or game-changing discussions yeah. of how and what do we need to do to make a change in this world. You know, you are there, you're doing it already. Wow. <laughs> I can't even say anything. It's not like me to be to be lost for words, but I can't say anything. I think I'll leave it, you that, guys. Uh, but thank you. I really appreciate. Thank you for doing. coming on, Peter. Thank you so much. And hopefully, we can um, have you back to discuss some of the other topics that we didn't <laughs> get into on this particular podcast. And I'm sure you have a lot to say i think we should definitely try and do another one and yeah we'll try and do another one there's a lot to unpick with you <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah i want to actually want to know what it's like living in a different culture like that culture change you know because we've always spoken about 
coming from one place to another in terms of you know from Africa to UK but what's it really like going somewhere else where you thought you had settled and now you're not settled and having to adapt to a new life but for this week's podcast guys this is it this is CML Michelle closing words yeah no thank you thank you so much Peter for sharing definitely go and check out Kids Sim- Simplicity Simply. Kids Simply Kids Simply Kids check, Simply. It out, check it out <laughs> yeah please do go check it out and yeah thank you as well Peter you and your partner your wife for all that you're doing as well um, and go German Black Dads Black German Dads Black Dads Germany check Black that Dads out I get them in the end it takes me a bit of yeah, time do you know what yeah what we might have to do is we might have to bring them back on for Father's Day to talk about some of the pieces of work that, that they've done out there, because I think it's really important to acknowledge these things and to inspire other people around us. Um, on that note, we're gonna ride out and guys keep reading and you're gonna see a couple of videos of Peter reading to, her, to his daughter floating oh, around here. Yeah? No. Because he, he actually does this. He actually does this, yeah. So guys, keep reading, be inspired. If you're looking for a book for your child to be inspired by, simply visit Kids Simply. Simply visit Kids Simply. Imagine. Like I said before, there's something there for everybody. What I've learned, what I'm taking away from this particular podcast is black faces in white spaces. And be the change you want to see. Yeah, be the change you want to see. I'm going to write a book. I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm gonna write a it's book, and I, and I want it to I'll be, it. I want it to be child friendly, and I write, I write adult book as well. So I'm inspired. Thank you so much, guys. Um, coffee morning laughter on every platform. Like, share, subscribe. You know what to do. Take care, guys. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye.